Welcome everybody to podcast number 78. Uh, we have our regulars on here, the Wiseman Twins and DB, as you can call them, in the Christmas sweater. <laughs> sweater time. <laughs> Every day I'm wearing something, a Christmas sweater or a Christmas shirt. It's uh, it's coming out. One of my guys at work today wore a Christmas shirt. I'm like, oh, it's go time, is it? He's like, every oh. day from now on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> kind, of, kind of glad we're getting shut down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we'd just like to thank all our uh, patron members once again for sponsoring us uh, every month, becoming a patron. Um, we're just going to put them up on the screen here so you can read who's supporting us every every month. And then also to All-Star Bowling Sales, and we'll run their commercial once again, and then we'll bring in our special guest of the week. All right, our special guest is Mr. Jeff England, um, part of Neb's Fun World 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. What are we at now? Uh, 3.0 at this location anyways. So. There you go. And uh, the intro was good. I'm audio only, so it's the first time I've seen all the – the video and all that kind of stuff. So that was different. And I could actually see the, the Patreon members this time. So I quickly ran it through. So it's good. Yeah. And Tim's probably on the list. <laughs> now, now, how many times have we had a repeat guest on the show? Is this like Jeff's, Jeff's the, the first time, the double, double entry? Mitch, Mitch Davies is like, what, 10 times? Yeah. We, oh, we've wow. had a select few that have been on here multiple <laughs> like times. like a recurring guest of some sort. Like he's a, he's a side. Something I don't know, like sideshow of some sort, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we call him, sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, th thanks for coming on, Jeff. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, always appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna be a good show. I know you guys, uh, you guys know each other a lot more than than I do, Jeff. I'm uh, as you guys keep chirping at me, I'm the old guy of the group, so it's, uh, it's <laughs> I know I've heard you guys and names for me years but never had the luxury of chatting or having a having an interview so i'm excited to chat with you what's uh, quickly what's happening sort of you know now today sort of going on at nebs here these days uh right now um well we're in red zone for covid so we're limited to 10 people in the building at one time so we are running on a lean staff i mean usually we employ around 100 people uh we're around 15-ish right now. So we're down about 85% of our uh, workforce. And uh, so with only 10 people in the building, uh, we pretty much have everyone on construction right now. Uh, yeah. Trying to do our NEBS 3.0 here. Uh, it's a big undertaking. And what we're doing is two, three people. Uh, when people come in, we need to help them out. We're going to go out there and service the bowling. Um, and then when we're not busy, we're going to do some work and uh, move forward with everything right wow that's uh that's a tough grind but obviously lots of people in different situations so a uh, little quick ask there obviously tim and dex i want to ask you guys as the owners and managers and at uh, sure bull well, scott and wendy but um in alberta here just the most recent restrictions laid down that you're closing here saturday night at midnight so um quick thoughts on to those dex what's your first um yeah shutdown sad news um yeah i mean obviously we want to be open we want to help the people uh, we want to see the people um we'd love to have the league bowlers back and all that um the short term this this isn't a really terrible thing i don't think short term um you know this with the pro province shutting us down it gives us access to 
uh, more federal subsidies. Uh, we can now get up to 90% for the rent subsidy and whatnot, and our wage subsidy will increase as well. Um, so ultimately, with the restrictions that they've had on us already, um, I, I honestly think that we're going to probably break even from what we've been doing as a whole, but we'd rather be open to help everybody for sure. Um, long term, this is a struggle. Uh, short term, it's probably equal. Long term, it's a struggle because that means another month that everything gets pushed back, and that means another month that we're not making profit in the winter. And uh, as anybody that's in the polling industry knows, you need to make all your profit in the winter because you don't make it in the summer. Well, um, especially at this point, right, too, because it's all your Christmas parties and everything that you're going to be missing out on as well. 100%. So these are our prime opportunities to make that money, and as this goes on, we're not. Um, so long-term, that makes a bit of a struggle. We'll see where how long subsidies last for and whatnot like that. But uh, short-term, I, I think it's almost almost a wash. Yeah. Rings on the wall. As soon as they uh, dropped our leagues and uh, put the restrictions on us, I mean, it was, it was bound to happen, right? So, um, yeah, it was rings on the wall. Yeah. Thanks, Liam. Yeah. Tim, you've heard from lots of bowlers out there, too. I mean, you know, good sentiments and people, you know, wishing you well and stuff. So that makes you feel good, but still, it's tough to take, right? Yeah, it's tough to take, but you know, honestly, like we just don't want to work. I think I think a lot of people just want to work. I mean, pandemic-wise or not, um, people just want to. Most people just want to work, um, whether it's in a safe environment or not. Um, if they if they're able to, right? I mean, I, I don't want to sit at home and do nothing. Uh, I'd rather be doing something productive for society if I can. <laughs> so, you know, Sherwood Bowl is going to be closed for a month. Like the Nebs way, they're going to do a Nebs 3.0. Is there anything that Sherwood's looking at adjusting, or, or you know, obviously you've got a you know month timeline and you've done a lot of work already. But any other projects that you might be working on? It, it's tough. I mean, I don't even think we've really discussed that. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, uh, we did so much work in the summer that uh, we kind of went through all of our little projects and. Uh, we're we're out of little projects and we can't really do yeah. big projects because we just don't have the funds to make big projects. Does that mean you're gonna oil your lanes then? No. <laughs> See what no. happens. See what happens. Yeah, league <laughs> shut down and Tim's like, meh. Jeff, yeah. are you oiling your lanes regular? Uh yeah, regular ish. Monday. <laughs> Mondays. Oh, at least once a week. Yeah, yeah these Monday guys haven't touched in a month. <laughs> <laughs> you got you gotta get regular play, right? You got to get regular yeah. play in order to oil them, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, let's chat quickly here. I know there are lots of people listening and, and questions online and chatting about the, the five-pin universe eight-game tournament. Um, gained, uh, you know, big steam there started last week, and already there's, you know, 40 people signed up. Um, Carrie, what's the what are we doing here? Are we continuing, or what's, what's happening with the shutdown? Give us an yeah, update. I think that's kind of the general consensus between us all is um, it's still going to run. Um, it's a countrywide tournament. It's not just Alberta only or the West only. Um, Manitoba, unfortunately, was kind of going to be missing out on this tournament due to their uh, red lockdown. But now that Alberta's in the same situation, the tournament's still going to run. Um, yeah. Northern Ontario is still going to be able to play in it. Some Ontario regions will be able to play in it. BC is still able to play in it. Um, obviously, I think there's some small Saskatchewan towns that can still play too so we're just going to leave it open um as for the january 10th playoff deadline 
uh, that may have to be bumped because we do have some Alberta players that probably will make that top 16. So okay. um, that'll be up for discussion, yeah. what we're going to do with that. Um, but we'll definitely keep everybody in the loop and try and keep things going. So the so. initial the thoughts are that the qualifying period is still December 6th to December 30th. That's not likely going to be extended. Alberta, you better get your shifts in here in the next few days by Saturday night at midnight. Uh, book your lanes, you know, you know, pay your money, send it in. Um, and if you don't, that's too bad. Uh, and the rest of the provinces, you know, great opportunity that, you know, we want to showcase some bowlers across you know, the country uh, in different regions and areas that can still bowl. So please, you know, jump aboard this tournament, get your centers registered and uh, get your entries in, right? That's uh, the we still want to get to that 75 minimum and keep on going. Jeff, anybody down at Nebs? Are we going to see some entries coming from there? We've got two so far. I believe okay. we got two. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, we got a couple other interests in. I know Nathan Cooper hasn't officially registered, but he'd like to bowl as well. So um, probably three there at least. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll start off. Um, the, the problem here at Nebs, though, I mean, with 10 people, we're extremely limited on hours on which people can play. Uh, so you're doing a booking system that, you know. Yeah, so we, we book. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're pre-booking your time. So if you're you're limited yeah. when you want to have one person in to play. Yeah, well, I mean, on like a weekend on uh, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're booking out those weekends like three, four days in advance. So unless you're really planning what to do, you're, you're not going to be able to come in anyway. So you'd be really aggressive, book two time slots in a row online. And um Go from there, right? Yeah. That's the best right. we can do right now. What do we know about other provinces and the restrictions? I just kind of want to run from, say, west to, to east um, so we can get the word out there about people to still play. So BC, we know as a whole. What do we know? BC, no leagues, uh, but open play is allowed. Um, they're similar to what we are now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the individual stuff is not a problem. So B BC as a whole is good. I think Saskatchewan just shut down, period, right? Uh, just regions, because I do believe, like, Yorkton area and stuff like that, they're stable, still able to play. Yeah, Regina. Right, okay. Yeah, it's Saskatoon. I don't okay. Think I know Lord is shut down. Yeah. 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 Uh, Manitoba is complete lockdown. Yep. North they're Northern they're red yeah. like Alberta. Yeah. And Northern Ontario, you said, is good to go? Yeah. 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 And then Jeff. Yeah, they're at 50 Mac pretty much, I know. And then, Jeff, you were saying earlier Sorry. that um, in on southern Ontario, it's all based on region. So can you, you know a couple of different regions that might have some bowling centers and some houses that people can play at? What, what uh, rules? Well, pretty much if you're in Peel or Toronto region, you're in shutdown. All bowling centers are closed. Okay. Um, there are, even in the, in the red zone, you're limited to 10 people in the building at one time. There are a lot of centers who've decided not to open in the red. Um, so even if you are in a red zone, the, the center still might not be open. Um, and yeah, then it goes from there. And then the way it works in Ontario right now, I mean, everything with COVID changes, but every Friday is generally the announcements of if the areas get into a higher category and those changes come into effect on Monday. Right. So we'll see on Friday to see if there's any more changes and then go by there. We pretty much live week by week. That's yeah. what's way better because we get we get an update every day of the same annou annoying announcement. 
Yeah. So, well, we got those too, but we kind of figured out where it's like Fridays is hammered. <laughs> is the right one, yeah. 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 Get your beer out on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and what about Quebec? They're, They're all shut down. down. Yeah. Shut down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, any P maritime provinces that um... PEI shut down, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick are on bases, so they're shut down. Um, and and Newfoundland is basically running as normal. Running as normal. <laughs> yeah. The players out in Newfoundland, that would be good to get them the play. Yeah. Gonna... Uh, yeah. Ken Byrne, I think, is going to uh, open up one of the centers he manages. So I think you're going to see a Newfoundland team in there. So, so, so. PEI is a complete lockdown? As of like last week, as of a couple of days ago, sorry, I just saw it posted in, in the PI uh, Five Pin Association posted it. Yeah, as of as of a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay. And mm -hmm. Northwest Territories, um, they're, they're, okay. they're good to go. Yeah, they they're just they can't just leave their they can't leave their uh, territories. That's all. Hey, let's let's see if we can get an entry in up there. Yeah, you can get Stephen O'Brien or, or Johnny McKinley yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why haven't Stephen? Let's go. Yeah. He's got his lanes up and working now, so we might as well, you know, throw in a shift. Let's um, let's take a couple of minutes and talk about some of the bowlers that have played the shift. Um, some new faces and names, uh, Dexter. You've uh, from Prince George and Dawson Creek. A um, couple of players up there. That's exciting to have them playing and got some good work in there. Yeah, in all honesty, that's part of the reason why I was super excited for this. You actually get to see a bunch of players that we normally wouldn't get to see, right? Um, uh, I'm going to butcher the last name. Uh, Ryan, Richie, and uh, oh, what was Riley? The Riley, yeah. Uh, Bello, Bolio. Um, they are they they're the owners of uh, Dawson Creek, and uh, they are absolutely awesome people. Um, they have a really good following up there. You can definitely see how much they like, how much passion they have for the game, and uh, how much they give back to the sport up there. It's very similar to like Gerald and HJs and stuff like that. Um, kind of a similar crowd back and forth in uh, Grand Prairie and Dawson Creek because they're an hour apart. Um, but uh, these guys can play, and that's that center has got really, really good pinfall. Um, Richie's got three four hundreds this year already. He's averaged he averaged over two seventy five last year, and I don't care how good your pinfall is, no matter where you are. If you average two seventy five, you're doing something right. So, um, yes. some really good shooters up there, and it's nice to see here. And I know even with their open qualifyings and stuff like that, they were looking at trying to do a remote sort of tournament that way, um, and they couldn't do it. Um, but here's an opportunity for this, right? We actually get to see some of those people play. Nice. Well, yeah. What Richie had a thousand triple there. Three. Uh, three Ryan. Ryan did. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. He said he wasn't very good for a while, and then he found something. He hasn't been locked that locked in in a while. Yeah. We should give a minute to uh, to Mark Johnstone. Hey, Tim. You had a little chat with him at the lanes today. What happened there? Um. Actually, a funny story. I don't know. If Mark's on, so I'll I'll just uh, maybe keep it PG. But. Um, we had a little bit of mechanical error on the head pin and it was, and he said after he missed the middle, I think on, and in, uh, in the third game, first frame, he's like, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. That's what he said. And I was like, okay, I'll just say, okay, I will talk to you later, buddy. And then, um, and I came back out and I shot, looked up, he's like four ten. He's like, I just chucked this effing ball. And then I was like, okay, 10 bagger pitch. So, 
<laughs> he pulled it out of his ass and uh, he played really right. well after. So yeah, right. he worked. He worked out really well. He's so, saying something was wrong with the head pin. The, the, yeah, the, the the tension was off on it, and then how it was strung in the machine. So I fixed it a little bit, and then and all of a sudden, he just one lights out. Yeah, so. see, that's the real story behind this. It's yeah. not Johnny pulled his head out of his ass. It's yeah. Sherwood Bowl fixed their lane, and then all of a sudden, Johnny <laughs> shot lights out. You see what happens when I'm gone for a week. The last time I heard uh, that you guys had Jeff on, you were talking about Sherwood Bowl. Different type of Sherwood, but uh, Sherwood Center. Yeah, the nooks and crannies yeah. and the duct tape and the holes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, look, and that, and that one closed too. And look, this one's closing as well. So there we go. Ironic. You guys yeah. are getting another shift in. Tim Dex, uh, you're going to try to go. Uh, Tim Dex, you might not get in. Carrie, you're going to play again? I'm gonna play at least one more. Yep. Yeah. He hasn't signed, signed up for this with the host center yet. So I'm in for Saturday morning, eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Okay. All right. Can you do a Saturday night at ten o'clock shift? No, we're close no. at ten. <laughs> it, what's what's why not be open for two hours? It's the we last have, two hours. We, we, have, we have to be closed by eleven. You don't have to sell liquor though. Yeah. No, no, we have to we have to be done in liquor sales by ten and closed by eleven. Yeah, but you don't have to sell liquor. No, but we still have to be closed by 11, Carrie. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're going, regardless right. of liquor sales, we have to be closed by 11. So you can be like Ryland and get the eight games done in 45 minutes. You wrote. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Jeff, how uh, fast can you bowl eight games? Pardon? How fast could you bowl eight games? Uh, easily uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> There's a challenge, I guess. Okay, but well, well, because I I wouldn't do that very well. If I get into a groove, I mean, you can crank <laughs> it out, but yeah, <laughs> you just uh, find one of those lines where you can just drop it quick and you hit the the head pin. And you can kind of just you yeah. can get it good. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, so Je Saturday, Saturday, I'll sign you up for 11 a.m. and then yeah. I'm I'm playing Thursday at seven, and I'm sure I'll see Jeff's uh, entry up on Five Pin Universe soon. So. Sure. One of our entries, it, it'd be on his own time, so maybe six a.m. or whatever he gets to the center. Yeah, so once I once I figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> I might play a Bonnie Dune. I think Friday yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? You're, you're you're great at seven games, right? So I'm not I'm not too too worried about. You know it. I know we should talk about that for five seconds. <laughs> I uh, I had it in my mind that I <laughs> wanted to shoot twenty two and a half, right? Just because it was going to be going. It's a um, you know, a month <laughs> and I was shooting 22 and a half and I, I punched the first two out of, out of three frames and then I just got in the head, ah, fuck it, I'm done, right? So it's not that I threw the balls away or anything. I just I couldn't, I wasn't in the groove and, and couldn't do it. So, yeah, well, I'll have a couple more shots. We'll get, we'll get there. Johnny threw the, almost the exact same score. He just had a 400 to back it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so something fun I want to Jeff I wanted to get into chatting a little bit more with you obviously and some of the history and um, you know the nebs and how you got into bowling but if everybody listening um, that's live right now we play a game called what's my score uh, Dexter, Dexter's typically one at it Tim won't even bother playing Jeff mm -hmm. has already thrown down the gauntlet says that he's <laughs> already wins without even you know watching and, and has it faster than us we want to invite uh, you know, a few of you to play tonight along with us. So at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, so it's Edmonton time, so 
do your math, 10 o'clock, 7 o'clock, depending on where you're at. At 8 o'clock precisely, we want to play What's My Score? In the comment section, if you can say, I'm in, um, Carrie will pick a few of you that say that you're in, and Carrie will send the link to you, and uh, we'll bring you into the back room, we'll bring you onto the podcast, and you get to play along with us in What's My Score? So we're counting on you uh, fans out there to play along with us uh, and to play. Jeff, do you have anybody that you see in the comments that wants to, that should get in there? Steve Barker is already in there. Yeah, I was going to say Barker should get in there. We just got to make sure that someone doesn't have one of those scoring apps where they're just like doing your little thing there. And then they'll just, they'll just crank it. They'll beat everyone if you do it that way. So we got to keep an eye on that. If they're jumping on, they got to be doing it on their phone anyways and use a headset. I think they're safe. Yeah. I think we're safe. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll give away a shirt to the winner. So whoever wins it, we'll send you a shirt. How's that? Yes, Gary. Okay, so you have to say in the comment section, I'm in, <laughs> and do you want to play uh, What's My Score at 8 o'clock? Okay, segue. Yeah, uh, I want to learn a little bit more about you know you and your history. Where did things start for you in the, the five-pin bowling world? Give us some background. I was born into it. <laughs> um, I'm third or fourth generation into the business, fourth generation, and uh, – yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know anything different. It's uh, so, yeah, I mean, I know that's a really boring answer, but, it's, no, but uh, cool. I grew up being around the lanes. Um, I got a scar across my eye, wrong one, from here to here. When I was two years old, I got 13 stitches in my face. I was thrown up into a ceiling fan in the concourse of the bowling center. <laughs> you're that, you're <laughs> Ding, then, pardon? You're Stewie. Yeah, Isn't that pretty much. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see the scar on the video, but uh, it's, it's a good one, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it was funny. So, I mean, went there and, uh, yeah, never looked back, I guess. <laughs> so you said fourth generation. Yeah. Yeah, was- so there was um, my grandfather, my dad, myself, and then there was a, a family friend as well that began, start, uh, started before that. My dad and everyone kind of count, count him as an uncle, so that's why I kind of said third, fourth generation kind of thing, but three pure. And um, yeah, so we had two locations prior to Nebs. We had um, Oshawa Lanes, which was in the basement of a mall. And we also owned Motor City Bowl, which was uh, mm-hmm. uh, downtown Oshawa. Uh, we ran those for decades and in the uh, mid eighties, uh, I was born in 85, so around 85, they started building the uh, location here at the north end of Oshawa and uh, opened up uh, 1988 and opened up with, my mom's probably uh, watching this and she's going to yell at me for my, I'm going to be wrong here or there, whatever. So 24, <laughs> 24 lanes when we opened up in 88, then I think, then when we closed Oshawa lanes, we added like another 12 lanes, so then it was 36. And then we went to 52. So we did 88, then an expansion in 89. Barker might know too. And then another expansion again in 90 or 91 to get to 52. So we call Nebs. Nebs is a Franken building because there's so much expansion, so much renovations that pretty much Nebs 3.0 is a way to bring all our Franken building together where it kind of makes sense now. You're, you're getting 20. corrected here. Yeah. yeah, my dad's correcting me. 22, 24, yeah. 
Maybe you want to invite him on later for the uh, what's my story. <laughs> Honestly, we need to get Tom on for his own his own podcast himself. Uh, he, he'll just go twelve hours and then. Uh... <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll go go take breaks and we'll just keep it running and that's fine. <laughs> All right. Um. I wouldn't mind a little bit of a, a tour. Do you got a couple of minutes to show us around there? You just sort of pan to the, to yeah. the area. Be so, cool to um, it's not just like a little bit of a tour. I mean, it's uh, just walking the place is going to take a while. How about we wait until 9.35? So then uh, right. by then we'll be closed. And then I don't have to worry about the mask and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Okay. It'd be cool to see some of the, the, the large places. I've never played personally down down there. Um, you know, so might have to club tour, or I don't know if you club tour when that comes back up. If Westerners are allowed to come and play into that, or uh, <laughs> yeah, anyone's available. I mean, we get Americans up here. We got about ten to fifteen Americans that come up every tour, and uh, they're they're great to have. I mean, I don't even want to run a club tour if the borders are closed. So I mean, I gotta wait for that to open up, and then I'll run one. Yeah, they, they just have to move the weekend. Yeah, right. I got to do it where it makes sense for us. Yeah, we'll do the live in-person five-pin U challenge type of thing, right? Well, we'll yeah. we're traveling the country. We'll do it. So the winner of the Paradise and Nebs will be yeah. a virtual finals after everything's done, after everyone's already bowled like 40 games, and then they'll just kill themselves for another five. Why not? Yeah. Blood, <laughs> blood will be on the lanes or on the balls from the like a well, blister popping or something. It, it'll be after midnight your time too, so they'll be plastered oh. for sure. Yeah, was, that, that won't happen. Everyone just be passed out or just tired. <laughs> so at Nebs, how many family members are still active in the business and, and working? Or just okay, you? this might take a second. Yeah. Um, so it's myself. It is a family, you know, business, right? I think that's cool that you guys all, yeah, you know, no, I don't, I, you don't I, argue. It's cool. All right. So we'll start with my mom, my dad, um, myself, my sister, my wife, my brother-in-law. I think I, Santo, my uncle. Um, crap. I'm going to miss people. My cousin, Felicia. Uh, my grandfather's uh, Elio. Um, we got Pina, Pat, Patrick. All those guys just help once in a while if we get busy. Um, I'm on the spot. It's pretty. It's a real thing. It's yeah. a. You look I miss so somebody. Stressed. I miss some. I know this is like the worst thing. I'm gonna miss somebody. <laughs> Sorry if I miss somebody. Tom, I think I, I got them all. Yeah. Oh, I, I said Felicia, Emily. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, we wanted to do it on a purpose because then everybody. <laughs> so you, you like you missed you missed so and so, or somebody's gonna come to you to work tomorrow. Yeah. You totally missed me. You know, yeah. <laughs> not talk to him at all. Cold so no, yeah, they'll be. I'll yeah. be dead. Jeff, are for are you guys gonna be open for Christmas? Then is what you're saying? Open for Christmas? <laughs> I, I haven't decided. I haven't decided if we're opening for Christmas. Yeah, well, because if you're open for Christmas, you can have your family all work the same day, right? So then you're good. Yeah, right? yeah I don't know what you mean, but uh, yeah, we could we could yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> everybody sort of different, you know, roles and and you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, keeps it all together. I mean, you. We've so we got our family, and then we also have work family. Um, I really do. I'm really close to everyone who works here. It's it's more than just a work thing for me. 
Uh, we even have uh, Dave and Joe Slappendale, Joe in particular, um, because of COVID, he hasn't come back. I'm not sure if he's going to come back. He's been with us for over 50 years. And uh, I, I don't know if I call him an uncle or I don't know what it is. He's an honorary family member, though, for sure. So there's a lot of people like that. We got the Lopes. Yeah. We got Justin. There's so many people here. I, Yeah, it's it's really good. And during COVID, we're all really proud of everyone. Everyone's just like, we need someone to learn how to do epoxy floor. And Sano goes, all right, I'll figure out how to do it. And I'll figure out how to make it look like an ocean kind of thing with some sand and stuff like that. And And he did it. Nice. Looks good too. I'm surprised it looks good. So it's good. <laughs> so we're, and that's just one story. I mean, everyone's doing there. My brother-in-law is like welding some crazy things. My dad's building something on a CNC machine. It's all just everyone's ne next yeah. task up kind of thing. And we just kind of hammer it out and hope for the best. Now bowling, uh, does everybody bowl in leagues? And did you play YBC and growing up? How it yeah, so I, I bowled YBC from start to finish, uh, bowled the Masters, made two Nationals for Masters. Um, you Challenge growing up, made Nationals for that. Um, didn't make an open uh, Nationals because Hamilton cheats all the time when they get home field advantage. <laughs> Comments. And, uh, no, but yeah, usually it's just Hamilton or Central, but whatever, that's the sore subject. And um, so we haven't done that. And uh yeah, and in family members that bowl, my dad's a really good bowler. Most people say he's still better than me. Um, my <laughs> uncle Santo is uh, best bowling match in um, bowling five pin history, probably. Him and Sean Procher started off nine in a row, both of them. Uh, Jason struck out, and my uncle choked and picked. Um, so we got those guys. My mom bowls, pretty much all the family bowls. So did you say Jason Procher? Yeah. Is he from your area? ish yeah yeah okay that's uh that's a few years back i remember at the kg in uh, saskatoon right jason procher had a good run one year and jim head and the guys from from ontario yeah uh, I, I always wonder is he jason procher still playing uh once in a while he uh i, I see him in with his kids once in a while at neb's uh if i had to guess two three times a year but then he'll uh he usually stops out for a club tour um either both for the year or once and then uh yeah once in a while nice nice still good he still usually finish makes a cut every time so he yeah. can still throw so i mean on that note any other um you know quality bowlers obviously bowling hasn't happened for a year but you know i'd like to hear some of the other names out east in that oshawa on that area that have you know either come up from years past or maybe currently now that Tell us a little bit about some of the bowlers that are out there in your area. We're we're Westerners, and I we don't get to know as much. Yeah. Um, so I mean, outside of uh, you got your usuals, um, you got your Mitch Davies and Bobby Torvels of the world, and uh, well, Mike Herbert, although he just put his cheated on us and bowled at Toppler for the eight gamer, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not mad. But uh, outside, <laughs> uh, outside of those. Um, there's the up and comers have been actually coming out, out west as well. Um, on our Thursday night league here, uh, John Cowan, um, I'd say he's one of the up and comers right now. Uh, he's throwing a, he's throwing a great shot, awesome. and uh, COVID kind of hit him right in the middle of uh, progress coming up, so that kind of sucks for him. But um, yeah, uh, top of my head, I'm just thinking of John, I 
probably insulting a lot of people. I'm sorry. Everyone who bowls a club tour is an up and comer. Boom. <laughs> Covered bases. Yeah. Obviously, Always, obviously no club tour right now at all, right? No, I, it's just not safe to. I, I'd love to. Uh, if yeah. tomorrow you could tell me that I could open and operate safely and have 100 people, uh, at 50, I can't do it either. I mean, it's got to be at least 100, 150 people. It's just because I can't just open up and then not have the open play. It's yeah, that's just the way it works out these days, right? Unfortunately, the size and the volume that you are, you're right. You, you're relying on the open play a ton for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I relied on league bowling and tournament bowling to get us, I, I just we wouldn't be doing all this, right? Are you normally? full leagues across the board on a say Monday to Friday, or do you have half that's open and half that's league? And I know you have five pin and 10 pin convertible there. Yeah, we have, well, we have one 10 pin full out league. Um, 10 pins usually just for open play. Uh, league bowling Mondays full first shift. Uh, second shift is half full. This is all pre COVID. Uh, th that'll be a whole other story of my theory on all this. Cause that's going to be your, if we get to 75% of leagues after this, I, I'll consider that a success. Um, so generally, Monday, Tuesdays are pretty full. Uh, full first shift, second shift is not so much. Wednesdays is uh, just one three-quarter shift. Fridays or Thursdays are first shift completely full, second shift uh, quarter. And uh, Fridays, and I'm not including daytime leagues, and Fridays are full first shift and then one a quarter afterwards. But open play would make more, but I'm not going to, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mumble that. I mumble all that. So that, yeah. so league bowling and Sundays, we have a full shift on our Sunday, uh, Sunday night as well. And YBC in the morning, we still have around pre COVID was around 200 kids on Saturday mornings. Nice. So we league bowling was doing very well. We had growth every year for the last five years not huge growth. I mean, we're looking at two to 3% growth every year. Um, but it was positive. We were trending in the right direction. Unfortunately, I'm going to give it all back. Yeah. What does a match play league look like at NEBS? So we have pretty much only like one or two competitive. Um, the best competitive league is our Thursday night, uh, elite league. And, uh, right now, uh, that it's Peterson point for COVID. And, uh, outside of that, we kind of run it Kind of similar to how you'd play the open. Obviously, no subs, but same kind of format. That's right. Cool. That's pretty much it. And we're at uh, even. So we were poised for our pro league to have its best year ever because last year we had forty, and we were getting the provincial open this year for the first time in the history here at NEBS here. And um, for our Thursday night league, even during COVID, we still got thirty-two bowlers out for it which is amazing um, considering I think we got eight leagues back altogether out of all those leagues I listed. Um, so the, yeah, I think we would have had like 50, maybe 60 bowlers if we would have really, uh, if it was normal time. So it would have been a pretty good pro league, but maybe yeah. next year. Yeah. Well, one can hope. Um, I want to go back to the question there. Don Sim asked about the 17 inch spots. Um, is that a permanent thing that you play with or do you change them up? And, and so, it was okay. So we did. Um, my dad built custom um, centering decks 
that can change between 18 inches and 17 inches. Yeah. When we put a convertible lane in because of the, the 10 pins, you can't make them adjustable. You can't switch them between 17 and 18 inches. So all the convertible lanes are at a strict 17 inch. Um, Non-convertible lanes are still able to go between 17 and 18 inches. Because that, we have some lanes that aren't adjustable now, we keep the house strictly at 17 inches now. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so Daryl, they were the first ones in Canada to come up with the 17 inches. So Yeah, so we did it. Uh, make it a little bit easier. Uh, to be honest, people have more fun bowling better. Uh, it's just bottom line. And uh, the game is just a little bit too hard for – but in, yeah, in my guys, opinion, I mean, uh, people can argue, and you know, I don't care. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> primarily an entertainment center, anyway. Exactly. So making when, it easier for them is a lot more sense, right? I want people to have fun when they come here, and people have more fun when they bowl better. Yeah. So no. they're not going to have fun if they're pulling their hair out and not getting strikes. They get, and and you know what? I'd rather every game be 450 to 410 if I could. I, I don't care. If you're having fun, that's the name of the game. <laughs> So but I'm 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 gonna bust your balls a little bit here, Jeff. Um, sure. When you guys when you guys switched to 17 on center, um, it it was not easier from what I hear. We had a lot. We have a we had a, a big learning curve here as to what to how to make scoring better. Black bases. But, the black bases black on the bases, 17. Black bases help a lot. What helped more was the lane machine we got our proper dressing, proper cleaning. Um, that made the biggest difference. The, so new synthetics, proper lane machine, 17 inch centers, black bases, changing all the pulleys on the bowling machine is a yeah. big deal because you yeah. can't tell when they wear not evenly. So it, imagine when you spin something really quickly, right? If you get a wobble, right? If it moves left to right a little bit, it won't run that quickly. So if you're throwing a strike shot and the pins are going flying, you're going to get that horizontal vibration where it's going to slow down the string pull. So then we switched all the pulleys too. Like the amount we did to get scoring back up to be up here, I hated it. I did. I just wanted to give up. So we did give that. up like one for a month. And then we're like, then we hear the complaints and then I'm not sick of it. And then I go, you know, I'll try something else and try something else. Boy. Still, still not perfect, but whatever. I think it's, I think it's, it's a huge I was actually um, sat on the Canadian Five Pin Bowlers Association, the C5 uh, Board of Directors, when we approved to go from to allow both, right? right. And I think Winnipeg or somewhere in Manitoba would have been one of the first ones. And then I know we knew about, you know, Tom and doing all the research and the guys on the board down there, you know, Dave Post, Al Hong at the time was still on the board. Uh, yep. Very supportive of, you know, Tom and the work that you guys did there at Nebs to enhance the game and to improve it. So, uh, no, thanks. yeah, great, great adjustment. So I'm, I'm that, was, that was all my dad. My dad spearheaded all that. Yeah. I ran some statistics on it. I mean, it just boils down to one simple thing. I mean, if you bring it to where the pins are touching each other, right, and you make a V formation or maybe slightly touching, you're going to get a strike every time. Yeah. So the closer the pins together, the easier the scoring is going to be. So it's just going to work that way. What what year did we approve that? Was that how many years ago? Five years. So Five. I did the scoring. Five, six years ago? Yeah, I mean, yeah I'd say about six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
anything, I mean, that was a big change in the game. Um, do you see anything else changing in the game going forward from a technical standpoint? Um, yeah. Four, 40 feet so we can put them in smaller buildings. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're Ken Wilson, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's lots to change. I, do you mean by scoring like uh, the the game to make it easier to bowl, or do you mean like bowling as the industry? Because uh, there's a lot of changes uh, that you could do. Well, let's start with uh, bowling as a score. Right. Bowling as a score. There's not much more you can do, really. Um, the only thing you can start getting into is different bowling ball compositions now. Play more around with the rubbers. Um, is there a different rubber for two pins that are slightly wider, right, than compared to other ones? Or is three pins more narrower? Is You can start fine-tuning like that, but nothing's going to make the major adjustments that we've done already now with the black bases and 17 inches, um, in my opinion, anyways, uh, unless you went slightly bigger bowling ball. But those are all fine-tuning adjustments now at this point. Um, you can get uh, all those things. You look at them and you might see a, a one to 2% increase. Um, and again, it's so hard to quantify. You're never really going to do it. Right. Uh, um, so can, uh, can your realtor will tell the world. Here <laughs> um, guys, what's the story? Uh, well, I mean, okay. I guess it's out. Um, he, it, it was, it was listed online. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't realize it was his center. And I, I took a look at the listing and I was like, why are these 56 feet? <laughs> I was like, super confused. And then he told me why. And I was like, oh, this is your place. I am so sorry. Ken. <laughs> um, uh, so we're talking about scoring. Um, they have uh uh, Quebec, not not from their association, but somebody from Quebec, a, a bowler, was pretty emphatic about wanting to change uh, five pin to only um, to like a ten pin style, and only do two balls and 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 have different scoring and and yeah. all those other. And and I just think that honestly, you look at it, um, just on the whole, like the price point and change of the system and change That's of the. Okay. And uh, scoring and change of the machines, it was just an, it would have been an absolute nightmare. No, how many bowling centers are still in Pro Score or frameworks? And then there's no there's no path to upgrade. And then how are you going to get the manufacturers now to reprogram it on the fly? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. You can't and, and change it. That, at the end of the day, that like we are one of the few sports where you get punished for doing what you're supposed to, and that's hit the middle. And at the end of the day, this is just punishing you further for punching you know you can miss yeah. all day and that's fine but it's it's punishing you further by punching now like and so you wait, wait. with all their three ball bowling sets yeah exactly <laughs> exactly channel pin channel so pin stone will really only need two balls on the rack <laughs> yeah so i mean is it to speed up the game is that the is that the yeah uh, I, I think his 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 thing was like who wants to be there for two hours we can get right. it done okay. within an hour All right, well, okay well how about this how about you make your bowling machines better where your ball returns are faster or how about you make it so that when you have to make a score correction the pins go up properly and things like that you'll make all those savings more so than just that so so people don't know right. this but but I, I don't i hear there's a rumor that uh that nebs doesn't get tangles we get tangles, just not too much, not too many. And, and you get upset when you do get a tangle. 
Well, then you, I got to go behind the lanes and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, we installed the nagware where yeah. if it gets a tangle, this stupid machine doesn't s- stop talking. I so like they it. just go lane 21's broken, lane 21's tangled, lane 21's tangled, and it just won't stop until you fix it. So <laughs> everyone has to fix it because it drives them up the wall. That's a good comment there. Um, you know, Tom England says, if you want super high scores, then save room. Make the lanes 40 inches wide, not 42 inches wide, and tighten up the pins, you know, even more. Uh, but where does it end? You're, you're right. Where does it end? And you know, obviously we've made a massive adjustment here going from 18 to 17 and it's an option that the centers can do. That's a, it still costs money, but it's an adjustment that you can do. You're right yes. though, where does it end and how, how far do we want to go and does it need to be changed? I think that's maybe some assessment too, if it, if it needs to be or no, right. we're good, right? It's actually, I, you guys brought this up before, but it's actually kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have more variance. You, you go to a house, you know, it's 17 inches. You're like, you know what? I got to throw a different shot. You know, I'm going to go more end over end and I'm going to go straight the head pin a bit more and deflect a little bit less. But if I'm going to go with an 18 one, I'm going to try to, I know I'm going to. No. Oh, did we lose him? Five Oh. Yeah. Oh. I froze or who froze? I don't know who froze. Yeah, you froze. Oh, welcome back. You're good. You're good. All right, now. I'm back. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that'd be super neat too, kind of going into different centers and having to play different shots. It's part of the reason why I like the game so much too is there's a few of us that like really like to try to find those adjustments and find the shot that works in the center and whatnot. I think that's definitely more for the elite level side of the game. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don Sim saying this Ontario scoring system at one point was four two one three fives and the bowlers didn't throw a third ball. Wow. Don Sim, I think that we need to get you on a podcast one day and <laughs> you have an absolute wealth of knowledge um, from your time in lane. So there's a yeah. there's I've, I've tried. I've but called Don. Don needs to come on. Yes. Don, we need to get you on. That would be a, a fabulous show to have you on. So let's set it up. Anyways, are we going for the tour? Um, I was just no, even just I just I just ran all the Wi-Fi this week, so I have a dead spot. <laughs> uh, let's have a little update. Who's in on our "What's My Score" competition in ten minutes? We got uh, we got some some players, Tim. Uh, right now we just got one. Oh, <laughs> so oh, we got two. We got, we got one. We need, we need a couple of players for the what's my score. What we do in what's my score, folks, is basically we're going to give you a scenario of eighth, ninth, and tenth frame and say so it would be strike, strike, strike. Um, what if you bang out all eight, nine, ten? What's your score? Yeah. Right? And so, the first person to three will uh, will win a T-shirt. So Do we have the fir- frames one through seven, too, or one through eight? No, we don't. So basically all we're doing is a three-score, fr- yeah. uh, three-frame score. Eight nine, right. ten. so what's my, my score? Yeah, so. Jeff, we should get Tom on though. I think I think Tom would beat you though in a heartbeat. No, Tom. no, he wouldn't. I do this all the time. There's, he can beat me. <laughs> so if Tom if Tom wants to come on, we would love to have Tom on. So yeah. you do need to be set up with a camera, and uh, we'll we'll get it going. So. Yeah, I think yeah, him and my him and my mom are watching. Okay, yeah. Lenny's, 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 Lenny's in. Lenny's in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh god. You haven't medicated yet tonight, Lenny? Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my next little throw up. Please, everybody who's listening on here, um, do you follow Cooper Universe on uh, YouTube? If you can open up another window in your browser, go to five, go to YouTube and go to Five Pin Universe and be a subscriber. Right. While you're at it, go ahead and add uh, on WCBT as well. But most importantly, we'd love to get more followers on uh, Five Pin Universe on uh, on YouTube. So look at the channel, watch the videos on there. The more subscribers we get, the better things we can do. So. Sorry, I'm coming right back. I just had to yeah, take this for a ride. I had to get a charger. Last I checked, we were at 87 uh, subscribers on 5PinU. So by the end of the yeah. show, let's see if we can get to 100. By the end of the week, how far can we get? Hey, we're in lockdown. How, how many can we get to? 1,000 by the by Christmas? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Those are rookie numbers. we got to pump those numbers up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got three joining us so far. Is anybody three. else going to be joining us? Yeah, yeah. We, well, yeah. Nathan, Who else? we got Len, we got Steve Barker, right? Yeah, Steve Barker's coming on, yes. Yeah, Nathan Cooper says he'll play if you got room. Who's that? Yeah. Sorry. I see Cooper said I'm in Cooper, if he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper's um, in. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeff, I want to ask you, we've still got a few, uh, you know, some minutes here before we get to the what's my score, but um, any advice out there to centers, um, you know, survival techniques or things. I mean, obviously you guys are limited to 10 people right now, but what are some of the key points that you've learned um, in the bowling industry that some of the centers could, could be doing? Any any advice out there for centers? I only got eight minutes though. Well, so, we'll, we'll, <laughs> let's just get started. We'll come back to this after. <laughs> um, All right, so I know, I think there's lots of people that would like to learn a lot more about uh, Neb's Fun World, Jeff, Tom, and the whole family. So just yeah, give us a... So, uh, let me just go. I mean, I'll give a quick overview. Um, everyone knows that COVID's accelerated all trends across all industries across the entire world. So anything that was happening in six months or, I mean, things that were taking five, 10 years are happening in like six to six months to two years now, right? Crazy, crazy acceleration. Now, during COVID now, um, most businesses... Outside, including bowling and other industries too, have to do three main things. Those things are increase your efficiencies. Your second one is increase your automation. And your third one is increase your online stuff. Those are the three critical spots that all businesses need to improve on during COVID. Your efficiencies for a bowling center would be things like tangle time, right? We were, we we're talking about that earlier or things like that where you're going to how are you going to lower your overall monthly costs, right? Are you going to upgrade to LED lighting? Are you going to do this, do that? You're going to knock down your monthly costs, save a thousand dollars somewhere, right? Find out how you're going to do that. That's really big to do during COVID. Another thing is automa the automation aspect of it is maybe automatic bumpers. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm sure Tim and Dex would be, would tell you there, if the bumpers could go up without you having to run out to the lane, you know how much like on a busy Saturday that would, it's, it Especially when Tim minutes. has to do it. Yeah, it, it, and it adds up. Adds, add up five minutes over the course of a year. I mean, it really starts to add up. I know it's crazy, stupid, expensive, that one. But that, that's just one example of like an automation a bowling center can do. You've got to think about more of these things. You've got to learn ways to be more profitable and things like that. And then the online isn't just 
doing online bookings. Online bookings for me is the pinnacle of your online. That is how you complete the transaction at the end. But if you don't have your website, if you don't have a mobile website right now and you own a bowling center, there's no excuse for you not to go to any online learning thing right now, learn it yourself, get to some Wix website builder or something like that and do it because you're just going to fall. You're going to fall behind. And in, that's what's really hurting the industry is this kind of stuff not happening. If you don't have a Facebook, uh, Instagram, social media channels, then you integrate those two things together. You have to build all this together. Your league forms need to be on your website so people can register there. After you do all that foundation, that's when you start to do online bookings. So that's what I mean by like online bookings, the last thing, because if you don't get, so your website is your, your pamphlet for your business. So what people are used to seeing. Instagram, Facebook, and those social media channels is a way and opportunity for people to see your pamphlet. So you got to do all this stuff properly to run your, to get to business. And this is what you have to do during COVID because we have to make up for a year's loss of revenue, right? So it's going to take a while, but if you're not planning to be up 15% from the year that you were closed before COVID, you're in trouble because with inflation things and everything coming, you have to be planning for this now. So that was my quick little that's wake only, up call. That's only five minutes. You got more time. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the main point I wanted to drill home though is. I think the is online that. is very key. I think that's, um, you know, you talked about that is having a website. Um, you know, there are lots of centers um, that maybe don't even have a website or they're not. Up and, to, it's, and it's 2020. I, I, yeah. Someone's going to yeah. get mad at yell at me and I don't care. It's yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's bowling centers without any even an email. Yeah, yeah email. So actually, Jeff, hey, uh, sir, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, no, no go. No, no. What are you gonna so, say? I'll tell you epitome of this story, and you're. This is how five pin bowling is out there, and I completely agree with you, Jeff. So last night, I had, I had because everything going on, I had only had a few people in the center, right? Yeah. And I had, I had two people that came in, um, and they're two public play people, and, and on our on our um monitors down below and on our top we have our wcbt uh mixer videos right because we thought yeah. you know what right now we don't have, we one of the things we can do during our downtime is put um sponsorship stuff and advertisements on our on our but right now we, we have our mixer stuff and uh we had a couple casual bowlers who just joined a, a couple leagues over the last year because just from our mixer videos getting excited about it and they went online yeah. and they were trying to find five pin bowling stuff and there's nothing Right, they're, they're, they, they yeah. said they can't find videos, they can't find any, any information, they can't find any anything at all. Right, and uh, they said I, I follow your podcast and <laughs> I follow the tour yeah. stuff, right? but there but there you try to find information on five pin bowling. There's very little stuff on, on centers. Centers don't have a lot of website stuff. There's a lot, little stuff like that that there's nothing going on. And and it's funny you say that because it dr drills in right now what you're talking about, right? Yeah, uh, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? If it's, I see a, any business online that doesn't have a website or Facebook, I immediately don't think it's real. Yeah, like, and then how much would go. you respect? How much do you respect the business? And I don't know how Sherwood Bowl is, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting you. If you go to Sherwood, if you're going to send Sherwood Bowl an email, it should say Tim at SherwoodBowl.com. It shouldn't say 
Tim yeah. at hotmail.com or shorewoodlanes at hotmail.com. Pay yeah. the twenty dollars a year or whatever it is and get the proper email, man. I, how are you I, gonna I, how, how can you complete a corporate party package when you have a hotmail email address? Yeah. It's yeah. stupid. I uh in, insider you can go to rebel.com and that's where you can buy domain names. I probably own twenty different domain names for all yeah. the company stores that I have. Um, so I, I think this is a great topic, Jeff. I want to come back to this after. I know we're going to get ready to start playing to, some fun games here. Um, okay. the, the online, the Facebook, um, lots of resources, lots of people out there willing to help and to take five minutes and say, like, these are the things you need. So we want to share this to proprietors, um, to associations, and to people out there that can can play it. So uh, good conversation. I'm uh, looking forward to chatting more. Carrie, how are we doing on our guests? We're ready. They're ready in the back room here. Uh, let's bring in our contestants. Like they're, they're, all, they're all bald. That is fair. They are. In rural, rural Alberta, we hope Perry's internet isn't going to fail us. Okay. First, we have Mr. Steve Barker. Yes. Welcome to <laughs> Yes. Uh, next, we got Mr. Nathan Cooper. Hey, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buff intentionally. <laughs> and and we have the legend, Mr. Len Anteth, but he's going as Arthur Vanderley. <laughs> <laughs> the stretched out collar, no. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna back out of this and let you guys play since I'm giving away the shirt here. Good luck, everyone, and don't let Jeff beat you too bad. Oh, too much pressure. I'm going to choke. Nathan, you were getting chirped earlier about uh, your shift, so sounds like you need to sign up for a shift for the 8-gamer. Get that out of the way. I'm going to. i got to throw some more balls first before I make that commitment. <laughs> well, seven games doesn't quite get you there. So you you shot, on Twitter, you shot two 300s, I saw. So I won't face you. Yeah, it also doesn't show my two games under a buck 80. Yeah. <laughs> John Stone yeah. did that today and followed it up with a 400. That's whatever. The the two Cowans just signed up for uh, the eight gamer on Friday, so I just got a text. When I get a when I get a booking, it says "fuck yeah." Ryan Cowan just booked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I, can't show it. I can't get my wrist up right. Oh no, it's the wrong Lenny, Lenny, you all ready to go? Everything's everything settling in good for you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let's, let's play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything's, get, everything's getting good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so everybody know the rules or how to play. What's my score? So what we do is we count. You need to tell me your three-frame score in the 8th, ninth, 10. Obviously, the maximum score, if you bang out, is 135, right? We know that. So I'm going to run through the scenario, try to explain it nice and clear. What you need to do is you need to set put your hand up onto the screen so that I can see you with the, your first hand up, and then I'll ask you, don't blurt out the number because it's not eligible. All right? One to three will win the t-shirt prize. First one, here we go. Four bagger, three pin. Nathan. Uh, 122. Anybody else? 123. There you go. Jeff, Jeff got it. Yeah, minus one for Nathan and Jeff has the plus one. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't 122 be a two pin? Yep. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Head pin. Well, we cleaned it up for a 15 count. Strike. Left corner spare. Split. Jeff. 68. <laughs> nice work. Jeff's got two. This game's going to be over quick. Can you mind just. <laughs> Gary, can we put Jeff on mute for a minute? <laughs> Okay, next one. Strike. <laughs> Slamming here thinking about the first one. <laughs> okay. Strike. Strike. Punch. Cherry, cherry. What's cherry? Three, three, three pin, three pin. Oh, I don't know. It's oh. like Westerner thing. Oh, oh um, thing. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Nathan. 69. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 turning point, boys. Yeah. Barker, everything okay there? Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. We're okay. I have to put the hand up that's in front of the camera and not the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go. Chop off, miss, two, two count. Chop off, miss, three. Chop off, spare, chop. Steve. 50. Yeah, you got it right. That was the first time I know. <laughs> no, sorry, the, the, the judge was looking at the bottom of the screen. Sorry. <laughs> okay, next up. We have... Split, which this is in, you know, homage to last week's conversation about all the easy splits out there that we could spare, right? So split square, split square, split, spare, split, spare, split, spare, split. Say that one five times fast. If you get it, you have to say it five times fast. Barker. <laughs> uh, 69? Yeah, you betcha. Nathan, how did you miss that one? Yep. Let's end Four spits, three splares. Yeah. Len, you still breathing, buddy? I think that's a time delay. Yeah. 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 Okay. In your head, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Left corner, miss, two count. Left corner, spare. Left corner, miss, two count. Nathan. Herbert got it. 58. You betcha. Oh, two twos. Okay, two, two, two. Uh, we, next one's the winner. What am I sitting on? <laughs> You're sitting on a chair. <laughs> okay. Strike, strike, split, spare, deuce. 85. Yeah. And Len, what did you say? Len, what you got? 85. Yeah, Len got one on the board. Len's on the board. All of our guests are on the board. 
Okay. Where are we at here? Okay, last one. Well, maybe last one. Five spare, five spare, five spare chop. Yeah. 85. <laughs> Me? Yeah. 60? What is it? Uh, 65. Can't change your answer. Jeff, <laughs> 65. Jeff, Jeff's the winner. Jeff will give you the win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff wins with the 65. Well done, Mr. England. Putting up the wrong hand. <laughs> <laughs> it makes up for the board. one that I got by a mile earlier. Yeah, Dexter is not. Dexter didn't put his hand up. Tim, Tim doesn't I, even. Bother. I wasn't. I wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah. Tim went for a coffee break. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted Jeff to win. That's how we do treat our guests, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best Jeopardy episode I've ever seen, guys. <laughs> hey, fellas, thanks. Uh, thank you, Trio, Barker, Nathan, uh, Lenny. Let's get some scores into the eight gamer. Hey, let's, uh, let's pull some people and get some scores in. Yeah, I'll probably come up. Uh, I'll probably come up uh, Friday or something. I'll call Tim. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. All right, guys. <laughs> Stay safe, honey. You can't even talk. You couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> I like when Barker. I like when Barker says, "I got to put up my hand that shows the camera." <laughs> Why is the asshole picking me? <laughs> good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Luke St. George is uh, Orleans bowling. I think they are. I'm pretty sure. I'm 99% sure it is, right? Yeah, I, I think I saw them registered. Where is Orleans? Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay. Ottawa. So all the Gatineau bowlers can go over there. So the great thing about our website is uh, you can actually see all the registered right on the website. So if uh, people are looking to see if there's a registered center in their area, you can go to the website at fivepinuniverse.ca. Look under the Five Pin Universe events and click Registered Centers, and you can actually search by name or by city or by province, and it'll bring up all the centers in there. Nice. It's all on Five Pin Universe, right? You That's bet. Hey, little. Uh, let's check in on our YouTube. We're up to ninety-five subscribers. Okay. I hey. subscribed. Yeah. Thank you, people. <laughs> let's get to hundred. Let's get to hundred before the show's over. But let's go back, Jeff. I want to talk more about um, you had three pretty key points there: increasing your efficiencies, your automation, and uh, um, and online stuff. And online stuff. Um, you know, automation is is huge. You know, that's uh, something in in my own company. We changed uh, computer systems recently, just upgraded to a much more efficient and automated stuff, where it just translates everything from a estimate, presentation, sales order. Um, can you can you share some of those? additional automation stuff that maybe uh, bowling centers can, can do and what some of the things that, that NEBS has done? All right, well, so during COVID, um, let me see. So efficiencies and automations, they, they kind of blend sometimes. Um, PA systems, for instance. You know what, maybe you want to divide your house into one to four, one to eight. If you're an eight laden center, maybe you want one to four and seven to eight. You know, maybe two distinct zones. 
Um, so you can run multiple events in your building at once and then not worry about the, the audio leaking to other people kind of thing. It's a big deal. Uh, during COVID, we put in a new video distribution system here. So now I networked all the TVs in the building. So if we're running an event, be it a club tour, a national event or something like that, I just have to have one computer at one location and I can put it on any TV I want in the building now. So that's going to help us expand. And if I have a corporate event, I could do welcome Gerdo Ammersteel to, to Nebs today, or I could do uh, lots of things, specials in the building or whatever you want, right? It, it's a very valuable and important tool to have. Um, looking at the front counter, your, your front counter, um, like we, we literally destroyed ours and rebuilt a brand new one. Uh, there's your, your front counter is your nerve system of your bowling center. Uh, so there's a lot of automation to be, to be gained there that you can do, right? Um, iPads, uh, can you integrate iPads into your business? Um, not being tied to a front counter is a big deal. Uh, can you walk to a customer? Can you complete a sale on the floor? Or can you take information from a person not on the, at the counter, right? It, it, yep. The paradigm of having a front counter might not even exist anymore. It, do we need it? I mean, you think about these things, right? Because right now I'm de I develop everything where it's mobile first, where I don't need to be at the counter. So if we want to make a business decision where we don't have a counter. During COVID right now, I don't have a counter. Right. 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 Right now, you're all you're, you're, doing is walking, you're going to. Yeah. You're booking online. You're walking in. Um, our kitchen is at the front entrance there, and you're just walking in, and you'd be like, "Hey, I'm a wise man, and I'm here for my bowling." And um, we go, "Okay, great. Go to lane 25. I already have your names, your shoe sizes, everything like that. Boom, the lane's on." Do, do, I. You could argue that the kitchen's the front counter, but the, the point is, is that your traditional counter right now, I don't even have one. So, think about everything like yeah. there is no normal there is no nothing it's the perfect time to throw anything against the wall right now because every square foot you have in your building is valuable right you're paying taxes on the uh, you're paying taxes you're paying heat hydro and everything like that you have to think of it as earnings per square foot earnings per square inch even sometimes of your business if you're not you're you're, you're throwing it away and the bowling earnings per square foot is by far the worst thing you can do. So you have to maximize those areas outside the bowling lane. And if you don't, you're not going to be around. So these are all very important things. I, I can take you for a tour soon. We all our storage for NEBS is over top of the bowling lanes, not behind it on top. Wow. Yeah. Because that's all the storage in your, in your traditional bowling center, your storage is, by your counter, behind your counter, and things like that. You know what we did? We blew it all out, ripped down every friggin' wall, and put games there, or we put in more seating, things that actually make money. So there's the really, I mean, that's efficiencies kind of yeah. more so than automation at that standpoint, but it's a different way of thinking about how to do it, right? <laughs> and automation, like Steve was saying, is um, I can. Uh, I, Automation wise, I made my watch control the bowling center. You can't really see it, but I, I turned everything into a restful web server where I can just walk around and turn off a bowling lane or pause it, or I can put up bumpers or whatever I want, right? Again, breaking down the barriers of what a traditional front counter is. I don't really know what we're doing. We're just doing one thing at a time. And it generally leads you into the same direction. So in all fairness, 
you know, your, your, your technical savvy and ability with computers and programming might be, you know, way beyond some, some of the other proprietors. Uh, well, for that stuff, but when, you, when I circle back to the PA stuff and the video yeah. distribution things, I mean, those are very valuable and powerful tools. I mean, I kind of went off the deep end there at the end there, but the, the real money is actually in the things I said at the beginning. The real money is into the PA systems, the video distribution, and the storage. My stuff's just kind of the fluff. I mean, I make more money doing it, yes, but you make the real money and the real infrastructure jobs that get done. So asking you proprietors, Tim Dex as well, I jump in here. Um, is there collaboration amongst proprietors to sharing these ideas, um, hosting seminars, um, you know, little you know, coaching sessions or, you know, an opportunity for a consultant? Uh, you know, Jeff has a wealth of knowledge, not pumping Jeff's tires to chart paying him, but um, you know, is there opportunity out there or how does this work? How does it work amongst the proprietors to share information? Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's a family that should do a seminar, it's, it's the England family <laughs> without question. Um, yeah. I, I think there's definitely like a pretty good um, open segue to sharing information across the country. At least, the, at least I've found there has been, um, we don't, I mean, we have our bull canna AGMs and stuff and, and whatnot. Um, but I mean, obviously, m most of the information is shared via online or reaching out to people or Facebook groups and stuff like that. Um, I, I think the, the the vast majority of, you know, the, the best information we've gotten has been at seminars at the Bull America conferences. Um, those are really valuable. Um, the trade show and stuff there uh, gives you tons of ideas that way. But as for like communication back and forth, I think I think for the most part it's it's pretty open. Uh, you just have to know the right people to reach out to. Really, I, I, yeah. I think I think there has to be the willingness to be able to learn and and to adapt. I think, and I, I think Jeff can attest, and Dexter can attest to that too. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are not a lot of proprietors out there that aren't willing to change and adapt. Um, and prime example is during this COVID shutdown. Um, <clears throat> The three of us can probably attest there's many, many, many of us in the same boat that when we've closed because um, of we've been forced shut down um, instead of um, instead of just, you know, um, going into the center, working on our things. There's things we can always do and upgrade and fix things and, and change things and make things better. A lot of them just lock the door and go home. Right. And there's there's. And not fixing their website, not not trying to up upgrade their things or change something, right? You know, you don't have to have a lot of money to 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 fix things and change things and, and make things better for your bowlers, right? Um, and there's a lot of things when I've gone down to the the Bowl America conferences or or all those other things um, that the, a lot of these people don't take advantage of these seminars or don't take advantage of these all these programs that are out there, right? And you can see it by um, obviously. Jeff's background as a computer programmer and Tom's background as engineer is two different things, but their, their ingenuity and everything else they've done is second to none. I mean, they, they, they have the drive and want to get better. Right. And they want to do all these things too. And that um, goes a long ways. I'll add my two cents in here as I don't have my hand in the cookie jar, obviously. Yeah. So um, just being an outsider looking in, obviously working a lot with the Wisemans and stuff, what you guys, your outreach to your bowlers and stuff, I think that's where a lot of your um, your your knowledge and your stuff goes into. You, you're constantly promoting the sport through them, not so much your center. And um, 
I think that's kind of where the England's their their center is up foremost. They're producing Neb's Fun World. They're producing yeah, entertainment yeah. value. Um, and like Tom had mentioned, that there's two different types of proprietors, right? One that is entertainment forward, and then the other one's that's um, sport forward. And right. I know the England's have done a lot with, for the sport, especially with the club tour, possibly hosting um, the Ontario regionals and stuff like that. So not saying that they aren't, but I think that's kind of where the difference is. And Shelby's kind of like that in Alberta. He's entertainment forward. Mm -hmm. He's pushing that side of things. And then you have the other side, like, um, let's be fair, like Paradise Lanes is very league oriented. They're not, they're not relying on open play um, where Neb's Fun World is the opposite side of that. So um, it, it's tough to lump all bowling alleys, centers, whatever you want to call them into the same category because they, they clearly aren't, right? right? There can be a mixture for sure, though. I mean, yeah. I think I think um, you don't have to be an FEC or, or be an entertainment center, but you can have your leagues and you can still have your, your open play and your entertainment as well, right? Yeah, um, I think the one thing they all have in common, though, is like Jeff was saying, the automation side of it, the mm -hmm. making things more efficient will sure. benefit both of yeah, those yeah. two proprietors, right? It's it's not all on one side of that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The um when Jeff, it, when it comes to on yeah, when it comes to trade shows and things like that, I, I think the industry needs to get out of the the bowling ones are great, but it gets recycled. They for instance, like the IAPA trade show is the trade show. AMF in Brunswick, they don't release their new equipment at Bowl Expo they release it IAPA now because that's where all the money is. That's where all the people are. They People need to go to these different things and, and see what's possible. They just need to educate themselves. And my dad says, you can be both. Yes, we can. I think we're the largest league house in Canada. We have 2,000 league bowlers here at NEBS. Um, so I think from a league standpoint, uh, you can be both. And I think we run probably the most amount of tournaments in Canada as well. Um, it's hard. It's hard. League bowling and tournament bowling are a lot harder than it is open play. I mean, that's why when you start transitioning between the two, you start leaning more towards entertainment because it's easier. <laughs> and uh, you don't you don't deal with the same customer 30 times a year. You love them. I mean, I love it when Cooper comes every time or Barker and those guys, right? It's, but it's tough. You got to entertain. That's the most important thing. You guys mentioned league bowlers and entertainment bowlers. It's not, it's the same thing. We're, when you're a league bowler, you're supposed to entertain those league bowlers for 30 nights of the week year. It's hard to entertain one person 30 times a year. It's a lot easier to entertain someone once or twice a year. So that, it's that's why people start when they do in the switch. They just go to the entertainment side. Yeah, I think there's a there's a difference too. Like some of your league bowlers are there just for fun, but um, the competitive side, those are the people that fell in love with the sport. They're going to be there bowling in a house that let's be fair, can be dirty as the back alley, but they're still going to show up to play the sport. And then yep. you're going to have the people that want to be there to have the fun too. And that's the larger population by far. Um, and yep. that's why you see a lot of centers. They're not going to um, spend all their effort on those competitive players because they're going to show up anyways. Um, I, hate, yep. I hate to be that guy, but I've seen it in centers. And I don't know. I, I can I see league, league bowling though unfortunately is influenced by other league bowlers in the league. As a proprietor, you can't control the other bowlers. And it's yeah. 
it sucks. It sucks because all you need is one jackass to ruin it for a bunch of people. And then all that league's toast or hobbled for like two to three years. And it's yeah. it sucks. It sucks not having control over that. But it, that, that's what you got to live and die by when it comes to league bowling. Jeff, how any tips or how do you, you know, new customer acquisition for your open play? Are we talking, you know, flyers to all of the residents or, you know, into the school kids or um, share a little bit about how you would gain, you know, new customers to come and play? Well, I kind of explained it earlier. The, the whole plan of how to do it online, yeah. start building all that up. You know what I mean? You need a real infrastructure of online stuff. You need, like I said, the website. Then you need the, the social media to panel into it. Then you need your, your forms on your website. Then your, your database on the website. Then you got your in-house stuff. And then combining them together so that you have a real sales funnel kind of thing to get these people in. These are the kind of things that how you drive it. And then I do targeting ads for certain demographics that you want to go. Right. So, I mean, if I want to go after fill my senior bowlers, right, I'm not going to run league bowling and just hit everyone. I'm going to try and target senior bowling for people aged and whatever. I don't want to insult anyone. So <laughs> 65 plus. Right. So yeah. I'm going to do 65 plus and I'm going to target areas maybe on a map where there's senior retirement homes. Or, you know, I mean, or maybe all those certain communities are more. There's a lot of things you can do. And the more you can target it, the cheaper your ad dollars are going to go to. You know, I, I can appreciate that, the site targeting and the, the ads and stuff. But if you're 65 and older, are you online? Or yeah. are we, They're the yeah. cheapest way. The, the cheapest people to get are the seniors because no one wants to advertise them because they don't have as much disposable income. So really, they're the cheapest mm -hmm. way to get bowlers is through advertising to senior bowlers. I, I'm just talking frankly. I mean, again, no, no, I think that's, that's, that's appreciated. Instead of you know thinking, you know, print a whole bunch of flyers and go around to a neighborhood and hand them out in mailboxes. You, you'd be surprised the amount of seniors that are on Facebook. It is crazy. It is. It's, it is their main source of communication now, especially during the pandemic. It's it's great. Yeah, uh, we we notice a lot with our seniors now, like as uh, they follow along with our Facebook um, since we started going more digital, especially with the emails and stuff like that. Um, uh, they, they follow along because their grandkids are on there. They want to know what their grandkids are doing and, and all the other stuff, Daryl. So it's been big. Um, yeah. But you, and you guys, honestly, you guys are the big uh, family entertainment center out there. There's not a lot out there, right? You know, you guys own, uh, own Oshawa, right? So um, as for yeah, we, Palladium just opened up in Whitney. I, 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 I know. I know you have that. I know you have that little thing with that ten pin center. We don't like to talk yeah. about, right? Nah, so they're, they're, fine. About they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> just is what it is. I mean, it's a ten pin center. How many? How many towns really have a fifty two lane bowling center and a forty eight lane bowling center? It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy that a city with a population even what are we like one hundred sixty thousand in Oshawa? We've actually the two centers together have built a bowling culture in Oshawa, which is really unique. So I. I I don't dislike them. We we work no. together to build a bowling culture in in Oshawa, but I thoroughly I I like I like winning. So I mean, I'm gonna. I follow whatever. I follow Leisure Lanes just for the good old times. Sometimes once in a while, I I do enjoy it. Yes, they got a, they got a couple memes or something that are funny once in a while. So I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more about other bowling centers. And I know Luke mentioned earlier about Bullseye up in Montreal, um, you know, and stuff. So 
the show will allow us to to get the, the best re- way. Yeah, yeah. The best way to give back to the sport is for these centers to become more profitable, where they can afford to give back to the sport, and that's what we need. Uh, if someone wants to give back to the sport, but then they're also relying on this tournament to make rent or something like that. I mean, it's so hard. Like they need it and I'm thankful that they're doing it and they're helping the sport, but we need to be in a position where they can, they, you know what I mean? It's again, it's insulting and stuff like that, but that's how you thrive. That's how a sport yeah. grows though. You know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta do these things. It's really hard. It takes years and years and years. It's that, not that's a quick that's exactly what this podcast is for, though, is these conversations. Not everybody's going to like the conversation, but it it's insight into what people are thinking. And like, Jeff, you're super unique, um, have a big entertainment center that also ha- condone or has a bowling center inside of it. And then we have as a small center like Robert come on with Heartland Bowl in Stetler, Alberta, that has 4000 people in it. Right. Like, yeah, it's such a drastic different look at it and none of it is, it is wrong so i hope people take um the good out of it and don't look at it as people being negative or anything like that this is no. all to grow grow the sport grow five pin bowling and help hopefully all these proprietors grow their business right yeah the um I'll, I'll, i can take you guys on a tour shortly i don't want to uh yeah i'm sure people want to see that and um i just want to say one thing when it comes to so one good way to look at a big center like Nebs compared to Heartland Bowl, like you're bringing up there, is thinking about what your earnings is per customer, right? So let's break it down to the single smallest item is your earnings per customer. Every bowling center needs to figure out what their earnings per customer is and how they're going to increase it. What are you going to do, right? During COVID right now, you shouldn't be charging four bucks a game, five bucks a game, and let them come in. You shouldn't be charging by a game. You should be charging by the experience right now, right? My experience to come to Neb's Fun World right now is $20 a person for an hour and a half stay where you get bowling for an hour and a $10 game card, right? That is my COVID experience right now. So bowling centers need to think of it a bit differently and not just think of it by charging by game or by the hour anymore. How are you going to experience Sherwood Bowl? How are you going to experience Heartland Bowl? And how are we going to get the earnings per customer up enough to start growing your business? Really? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's awesome. I hope that there's, you know, lots of proprietors that can even listen to this podcast. Um, We can share it around and get some good info out of this, Jeff. And I'm sure that you're willing to, you know, have conversations with, uh, proprietors and that's what came back to my question earlier was the collaboration between proprietors in the industry um, across the country to have conversations with is there an avenue for people to chat yeah, facebook like <laughs> yeah yeah facebook right as online don't like seriously reach out to the wisemans reach out to the englands reach out to your bull canada i need some help i need some advice um, yeah. you know, or, or what can I do? Give me, you know, you guys would have a 20 minute conversation, I'm sure with anybody, you know, yep. right. The wise uh, have as some as long as I'm not doing something, but yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm just, there's, uh, you know, we, there's centers that can be improving and all it is, is it a phone call and it would be a world of difference. So, um, yeah. You know, on that is, uh, like Tim, any update association wise, obviously C5, um you know maybe masters dexter uh, anything happening national tournaments 
shut down? Where are we at with all of our association tournaments and events? Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing really going on at all right now. Um, I know C5, we had a meeting last last Wednesday, and it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, obviously, we're not going to have any in-person um, nationals. Um, right now, we're going to be waiting until the SAGM to see how uh, they mentioned about a virtual nationals. Um, obviously, our group of people here have discussed it because we know how our live streaming and everything works. Um, the, my own personal view is, um, even though that we do sit, I, I sit on as a, um, I sit on as a, a Berta rep on the C5 board. I, I, I really have a hard time thinking that the open, um, live streaming would be a, a quite the undertaking. <laughs> It'd be really tough to do. Um, but obviously I really hope we can do something, but, um, I think some provinces won't be able to be participating this year with everything that's going on. So, I mean, fingers crossed, but uh, we have to be realistic on how things are. Um, I think you challenge an IP could be a little bit easier, but uh, um, it just makes sense for how things are going. So um, for, for that aspect, um, obviously um, on Alberta side, um, we were going to, uh, we had a meeting on Saturday and uh, we're obviously we're going to be trying to go everything close to virtual we talked to carrie at five pin universe to see how that would, that would go over um and uh obviously we had a little bit of a change well no not real change but i mean things are gonna be a little bit different with this lockdown now right so um we'll, we'll see how things go who knows who knows how events are going to be run and we, we don't know right so um fingers crossed but i mean uh we will try our best but you just never know right so right. i mean yeah and Dexter, what about Masters? Those events still happening? Uh, no. I don't really have an actual update on that. We need to have another board meeting here. Um, obviously, our first set got pushed back to January for at least tournament side. Or sorry, first set got pushed back to December. That's obviously not happening. Um, and then our second set was the beginning of January. So that's obviously not happening with the four-week shutdown. Um, so uh, we need to have another board meeting here right away and reschedule everything or look at other avenues or whether we're going to reduce tournaments or whatnot. Uh, no, no idea. No idea at all. So um, what about other provinces, Jeff, is anybody doing any qualifying or any, um, you know, open or masters qualifying of any sort down there? No, no. <laughs> the, um, so we, uh, in Ontario, we, for the open, we were actually keeping our teams from last year for this season. Um, so that was, not happening. We were going to do a wild card team for uh, to register, but that's uh, not happening now. So, well, it might happen, but I don't know. It's <laughs> right. all up in the air, unfortunately. Um, yeah. It's not looking good. No. In the comments, uh, other provinces, if you don't mind chirping in, what are what what's happening in the open and the masters in your province? It'd be good to sort of have an understanding across the country of what uh, what qualifying looks like. Or obviously, I, mean, I know there's restrictions and you can't be qualifying or you, you're going with last year's team. Should there be a Nationals trying to go forward or or, or what that looks like? So comment in the, in the comment section. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think what we're going to do now is we're, we're going to call this podcast for the audio portion. And then uh, we'll run a quick commercial and Jeff's going to get set up and take us on a tour. So all the people watching the live stream, stay tuned and uh, enjoy us 
enjoy the ride. Here we go. Are we going on a ride? Well, we'll see. Maybe Jeff, Jeff will take ride. Us on a ride. Thanks for everybody <laughs> listening on the audio, though. That's a uh, you know a big big portion of you as well. Yes, um, you know it's a good number. Just a little update too on our on our YouTube. We're at ninety eight now, so we need two more people that are listening to subscribe to YouTube Five Pin Universe. Right? Let's let's get you going. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you're on the live live stream, stay tuned.